welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition of the Good Brothers Podcast. I'll be hosting today, K Solo. Our guy Chad Ford is uh, down in Brofest uh, doing his thing. Uh, he'll probably be back. We'll probably do a show later on in the week to discuss some of the things we're going to talk about today. But real quick, we wanted to hop on and keep it going. You know, this weekend, Smoke is still spoken to 708. Barbara Pole, this is done by Brother Cigars out of Chicago, Illinois, factory out of Dominican Republic. Of course, you know, always got your cocktail with you. As again, I'm Preston Powell here at Churchill Smoke Shop with today's Good Brothers podcast. Well, today in Mississippi, we had something interesting happen. Governor Tate Reeves signed House Bill 1020 into law. And that's the measure, if you remember, back in Bob's second or third podcast, the CCIDs were sent to Capital City Improvement District that they set up inside the city of Jackson that will be state regulated. Uh, if you go back and check the podcast, which we'll probably edit and put in here somewhere where you can see which podcast that is. And we also have a map. You can look and see what that map is. This is what CCID looks like. Well, basically what this bill does is it, it gives the, the state expanded authority inside the city limits of Jackson. Now, what makes this bill so controversial you know, a lot of people focus on the Capitol Police. That's what you constantly hear. People talk about Capitol Police, more expansion, more money for Capitol Police. That's a thing, but that's not the thing that got people upset. It's this unelected court that has the majority of people upset. And I'm sure now that the governor signed the bill, you're going to see various agencies and other independent people here in the city of Jackson start to take the legal process to fight this, in which they should. I mean, because this is beyond, you know... We're going to play a video. In fact, let's do this right now. Let's show you. This is a video from WLBT, one of the local TV stations, describing what this particular bill is and what it does. Out for months, the governor trying to squash the idea of ill intentions in his statement and repeating some comments he made when we last spoke with him Wednesday. Jackson has so much potential. Reeves says he doesn't think 1020 will solve all the problems, but he thinks it can help and praises the work of the Capitol Police, noting Friday that the state is boosting funding to support 150 Capitol Police officers. And I want what's best for Jackson. But for us to continue to see young kids getting killed in the streets, for us to continue to see property crimes that are happening here that are causing businesses to leave, we've got to make sure that we have law and order. Reeves recognizes that it's a bill under scrutiny, but says he thinks it can be a step closer to what he calls a better Jackson. That's far from the truth if you ask opponents like the ACLU of Mississippi. If the governor was really concerned about public safety in, in Jackson, that we would be investing in mental health programs, we would be investing in anti-poverty programs. Um, this bill does not do those things, and instead it takes away the power of Jackson citizens um, and replaces that power with the authority of white officials who do not live in Jackson and do not have the same investment that people in the community have about what this means for um, the city and the state. Here's a look at what the final version of the bill included. Capitol Police will have primary jurisdiction in the expanded Capitol Complex Improvement District and concurrent jurisdiction with JPD through the rest of the city. An inferior court specifically for the CCID will be created with one appointed judge and two appointed prosecutors. That element expires in 2027. And the state will keep funding for special temporary judges through 2026. Okay, now with that said, they gave you an idea and you got a chance to hear the governor said his piece about what he thought the bill and about improving Jackson. 
But you know, the bill is sponsored by, I think, Trey Lamar. I think he's from Senatoga, which is somewhere, I think, in North Mississippi. I don't even know exactly where it's at. Um, you know, you know, talking about this whole effort about we want to help Jackson, but at no point in any of this have you heard them say, Hey, we met with city officials and we figured out what they need and what kind of support they need for help. You know, that's why it's disingenuous when you say you're doing this to help the city of Jackson. And in fact, I'm gonna let me play something from the mayor when he was on CNN, and he kind of points out some inaccuracies when they say they're actually willing to help the city of Jackson. This is a member of the to address this concerns. I really want to ask you about something that could also affect Jackson. It's a Mississippi bill that would give the state control to appoint unelected judges and prosecutors for the part of your city where the vast majority of white residents live. And then the people who would make those appointments are also white, even though Jackson is 83% black. What is your reaction to this bill? Uh, well, I think that, you know, we would be less than honest if we called it anything other than racist. Uh, it is fraught with constitutional issues uh, and it is an attack on black leadership. Uh, it is brought under the Trojan horse of public safety, uh, but it is a district which is largely comprised of the areas that have the lowest crime rates. Uh, those judges not only would have the power, those unelected judges would not only have the power to hear criminal matters, but civil and chancery matters as well, which have nothing whatsoever to do uh, with crime and public safety. Uh, and so it, it is, you know, uh, it is it is truly a, an attack on black leadership. In 2021, the Washington Post found that Jackson had the highest murder rate in the country, three times that of Chicago. Uh, Republicans argue this bill is meant to address the growing crime problem. What do you think will lower the crime rate? Yeah. Well, you know, they would first have to acknowledge the things that I just said. If your true intention is to deal with the crime rate, then you wouldn't choose the safest portions of the city uh, in order to create this district. Secondly, uh, there has been a deliberate indifference or a willful neglect of state leadership to support the things that we've been asking for, things that help support our police department technology, uh, ballistics technology that help them close cases, connect uh, guns to prior crimes, uh, support of our real-time uh, command center, which is a 21st century technology that supports our police officers, support in the vein of credible messenger and violence interruption training uh, that we've been asking for. Where the state has ne been neglectful, uh, we've had organizations like the National League of Cities and Wells Fargo Bank to step up to the plate and provide resources so that we can start an office of violence prevention and trauma recovery. Uh, Jackson residents, uh, those of us who work on these issues every day know what we need and what we don't need is a takeover of our city uh, and, and, and a plan in order to protect uh, the most densely white par uh, populated portions of our city. The bill sponsor, who is Tr uh, Representative Trey Lamar, he represents a rural area quite far from Jackson. He says, quote, my constituents want to feel safe when they come here. Where I am coming from with this bill is to help the citizens of Jackson. What's your reaction to that? Well, my reaction is first, Trey Lamar uh, has not done his due diligence to neither to either talk to me, any other leadership in Jackson or the residents of Jackson. Uh, I even find individuals who live within the proposed district who are opposed to it, uh, both Democrat and Republican. Uh, some that, that are opposed to this court system and know uh, the lack of equity and, and justice that, that it sets the stage for. 
Uh, and so, you know, while it is his capital city and everyone's capital city, it is our home uh, and we will be the, mo the most adversely affected by these decisions. Uh, and, and so once again, it's a Trojan horse uh, in order to take over, seize power where it cannot be seized electorally. They want to pass policy uh, that can take over our city. Mayor, thank you so much. We'll be watching to see what happens with this Mississippi bill, and we appreciate your time tonight. Thank you. Okay, now you heard the mayor. Now here's the reality. You know, whether you agree with the mayor and some of the things that are going on in the city of Jackson, that's debatable, and that's something we can all discuss on later shows and continue to flesh through. But what you can't deny, this takeover of a, creating this unelected court, prosecutors and judges, and then the CCID, the district that they're talking about, they want to help. It's the lowest crime area in the city of Jackson. The only thing you can point out in this particular district is that that's where the majority of white people live. Now, you can, you can try to dance around it and you can try to put lipstick on a pig, but that's what it is. And no matter how much you want to try to convince people, especially people in the city limits of Jackson, that this has nothing to do about race, there's no way you can take that from that. And then, you know, I know they, they focus a lot on saying, well, the national media is twisting. National media is not twisting. It is what it is. It, it singles back to the Jim Crow era. And, I, and I'm, I will say this. Now is the time for Black elected officials in Hines County. Not only this Hines County, across the state and across this nation. Put aside our differences and address what's really going on. I mean, because this is only possible when we're in the midst of all these side squabbles and these useless fights where it gives the implication of incompetence, where it makes it more palatable to the rest of the people. So I'm interested to see how this pans out and who stands on what side of the fence. And I would challenge everybody. Remember who does what during this particular time. Remember who sponsored the bill. Trey Lamar, Senator Remember Governor Tate signing this bill. And remember all the talking heads are going to say and make excuses that this bill has nothing to do with racism when it's clear why the areas were selected because it's part of the Capitol complex and why and, and their perception of the leadership here in the, in the city of Jackson, which is an 80% black city, but you're covering, you're saying you want to help the city of Jackson, but the area which you're given expanded authority and expanded court to is that small geographical area. It's something for everybody to think about. Well, look, it's, this is the Good Brothers weekend. I hope you guys get a chance to go out, grab your smoke, grab your drink, enjoy your weekend. You got USFL on, on uh, USFL, XFL, Major League Baseball, college baseball season winding down, and we got the NBA playoffs. Let's get it. Let's get it cooking. If you ain't doing nothing, come out and join us for a quick smoke and a drink, and let's conversate. So listen, if you get a chance, go down to the below. Just give me your opinions. Tell me what you think about House Bill 1020, and you know your perception of what they're trying to do, creating a special, expansive, uh, non-elected court system inside the city of Jackson. I'd like to hear what you think. Remember to like, subscribe, and always be on the lookout for the Good Brothers Podcast coming to you every week. Brother Chad, do your thing down there, man. Congratulations. He's supposed to receive an award this weekend. Good Brothers out.